Hi, I'm Jen. Hi, I'm Sarah, and this is your Fruitful 15, where small changes in your daily habits can yield big results. So, Jen, what's going well with you right now? Hey, Sarah. So, I am getting ready to go on a trip this weekend with some vaccinated, masked friends. So, we're going to travel very carefully together and go to Yellowstone National Park and hopefully see some wildlife, do some hiking. I'm really excited to spend some time with friends. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, thanks. How about you? What's going well with you? I am also going on a trip this weekend. Um, I'm going to hang out with some friends in the beautiful hill country of Texas. So we'll both be out in nature, I guess. And I'm very excited to reap the benefits of social connection. I see what you did there. Yes. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That gracefully segues us into our topic today, which is social connection. Fantastic. So, Sarah, I think you and I have talked about this. Social support seems like it's kind of the neglected pillar of the six pillars of lifestyle medicine. Yeah. So do you want to, yeah, do you want to speak to why it's important? Yeah, it's kind of funny or ironic that it's the neglected pillar because research actually shows that the single most important predictor for human happiness, which is sort of like what we're all going for, right, and long life is having strong social connections. And even things that are very tangible, like our health-related measures, like our blood pressure and our heart rate, actually get better even when we just have short, positive so- social interactions. <laughs> I know. It's for, it's money right there. It's money to have these social interactions, right? Health as well. Yes. Indeed. Yes. Yeah, but I think, um, well, for a lot of obvious reasons, we have trouble with this pillar. So, Jen, I'm wondering what you think about what are some of the things that are more like make us think that we're connecting to people, but we're not connecting to people. So those pseudo-social connectors. Mm, Yeah, I think this is a great question. So for one thing, social media, right? I Mm. think a lot of us think that we're connecting through social media, but the research about social media shows that indeed – Um, A lot of us compare ourselves a lot more than we normally would when we're seeing a lot of people on social media. And and I think we tend to, on social media, we tend to put our best lives out there, right? Which is understandable, but, you know, it's a snapshot of um, everyone's best life. And I think it can make us sometimes feel like less mindful, perhaps, um, than we want to. And I think that's important for us to be aware of. What about other ways that we might feel pseudo-connected? What else comes to mind? So another one that comes to mind that's related to social media is gossiping. And I mean, I think everyone definitely has had a moment where like someone comes and tells you something juicy or you see something juicy on social media and you're so excited to like share it with someone else and like kind of talk about it and dig around it in it, right? And that feels... In the moment, it feels really good. It feels like you're connecting with the person you're talking to about that little juicy bit. Um, But it doesn't really foster trust or deeper connections 
between you and that person and definitely not between you and your fellow human beings. And I just want to go back to what you were saying about social media too and kind of connect social media and gossiping here with this concept of like honoring yourself or self-honoring. And I think that it's very hard to honor yourself and honor your connection with other people when you're spending large amounts of time comparing your journey to other people's journey. And you're not, thank you, thank you. And you're not able to really see what their struggles are or how their journey is different from your journey. I love that. And then one other way that we sometimes engage in pseudo connection is perhaps if we have friends that we engage in unhealthy behaviors with. Right. And so whatever that means to us, um, obviously unhealthy is subjective. And so that can mean all kinds of different things. But but perhaps it's it's wise for us to really focus on spending time with people who make us show our or help us to be our best selves. Right. And that help us foster healthier habits. And that when we're done visiting with them, we say, oh, I feel so good that we got that hike in this morning or that we whatever it was, cooked a healthy meal together or something. Yeah. How does that, does that, that ring true for you? It rings very true to me. And I think gossiping sort of fits under that too, right? Because it's like, yeah, it feels good in the moment. And a lot of unhealthy behaviors, whatever that means to you, also feel good in the moment. Um, but they, again, don't foster that meaningful, deeper trust connection. I listened to a really cool podcast the other day about having fun and what fun is. And um, the person interviewed on the podcast had written a book about what fun is. I'll have We'll have to link it in the show notes. But basically fun is when you're in flow and you're connected and you're being playful. So it's like look for things that you can connect with people and you can feel playful and you can also get into that flow state where you don't even notice that time is passing. I'm a, I'm a winner today. You are. It's a W for Sarah kind of day. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one thing that people are going to ask us is in this day and age where so much of our lives is being led digitally, how can we find that social connection or what are some evidence-based social connectors that are safe and um, healthy for us? Right, right. Well, we've got some suggestions. So oftentimes when we just go out and do things that we already like to do, right, we're going to find others who are like-minded and also like doing that thing. So whether that means you like to volunteer at an animal shelter or you're into a book club or maybe you're into some kind of physical activity like hiking, walking, running, if you go do those things, um, you'll probably find others who are into it and or you could join a group where, you know, other people are into hiking, etc. Um, another way that we can be more connected in healthy ways would be something I just mentioned, volunteering, any kind of volunteering, really. Um, you'll often find people who are better at engaging with others. And then what about our favorite college, the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. I think they had some suggestions for us too. Yeah, they have some great um, suggestions. So for example, 
kind of reaching out to your local library and seeing if there are any activities or workshops or groups that are meeting there that you might be a part of. Um, And there are so many online communities that you can be a part of that maybe have an asynchronous kind of space and then a synchronous space. And as much as you can participate in the synchronous part where you are actually like in front of people, face-to-face talking to them, you know, even if there's a computer screen there, um, that's a great way to really get connected to people and foster that excitement and engagement over a similar interest. Um, Another one is to join a religious or spiritual group if um, that's a part of your value system. Um, Those are out there in lots of different formats, so that's a great idea. And then, Jen, I feel like we wouldn't be worth our salt if we didn't talk about (laughs) are there ways that you can make like a goal around social connection? I knew you were going to bring up my favorite part of health coaching, setting goals. So yes, I think that that can be super helpful um, because we do it with all the other pillars, right? So a goal, for example, we talked earlier about how to set good goals and smart goals. Um, Those are previous episodes if anyone wants to review. But for example, a social connection goal could be something like, I will increase my feelings of social connectedness by meeting with my book club online or in person if it's safe to do so for one hour every two weeks. So I got all my, I got my S-M-A-R-T in there. What do you think? Ding! Thank you. So good. <laughs> so good. You know, I want to share, Jen, because I feel like I can hear our audience asking the question or some of our audience members who are like me and they might be a little more on the introverted side. And uh, they enjoy solitude. They gain energy from solitude. And for me, when the pandemic first hit, I was like, this is great. I am so happy to never see people at all. This is wonderful, right? But I have struggled. And I think we've obviously the evidence has shown us that even introverted people are going to struggle if they don't have some sort of social connection. So I'm going to encourage my fellow turtle people to think about ways that you, um, that social interaction and social connection feels manageable to you. So one of the ways that I've done that is by finding virtual co-working spaces where there are a bunch of us on like a Zoom call who are working on something separately, but we're all on the Zoom call. So it feels like you're with people, but you're not with people. So find things like that where it's not taxing to you, but you're also still getting that little bit of social connection. That is fascinating. I had not even heard of this virtual group social working area. That's cool. Yes, it's very fun. I highly recommend it. But what if like, okay, so what if you're really struggling with this? Like what if you're just struggling to find that social connection? So I think one thing that is helpful is to explore your personality type. Like, you know, you're an introvert. I know I'm an introvert, but not everyone does um, know if they're extrovert or introverted. And there's some like easy quizzes online that can help you figure that out. Um, And then once you know that, then come up with some strategies to connect with people, you know? So like for introverted people, like you were saying, you had a great example of one thing that makes you 
feel a little more connected. Um, sometimes doing things like quietly together can be good for introverted people. So like volunteering to put together um, like boxes at a food bank or something like that, where you necessarily don't have to be talking a ton, but you're still around other people. Um, something like that could be helpful for an introvert. Obviously extroverts, y'all know what to do. <laughs> yeah. And I would say for introverts, like just interacting with your community in small ways, like sometimes for me, it's as simple as just going to a local coffee shop and ordering a coffee, you know, obviously in a safe fashion, um, that sometimes is just enough, like just even interacting with the person who is helping me with my coffee is enough to make me like, okay, I saw a person today and I interact <laughs> with them. I know that sounds really silly, but like it, it makes me feel like, okay, there are people out there. I went out, I interacted with them. I'm good. I can go back to my little shell now. I'm laughing with you because I relate so deeply yes. to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's also talk about multitasking. Yeah, I think one of the ways that I always also feel better as an introvert with social connection or just in general is I I always feel like if you can hit two pillars or three pillars at once when you're doing an activity, then you're like being extremely fruitful, right? With your 15. <laughs> yeah. A little belated on the ding, but there you go. Yeah, I got it. But so like, you know, if you can go for a walk outside with a friend or you can, um, you know, eat a eat a plant based meal together, or cook a plant based meal together, something like that, where you're, you know, hitting your nourishment and you're um, also socially connecting. That's a really great way to um, just be very holistic about your health. Yay! Another money tip from Sarah. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, let's start thinking about wrapping up here. I'd like to throw in some resources, um, especially for our introverts, because we know that extroverts slay at social connection. But what about for our introverts? Any recommendations? Yeah. So there's a great book, um, which is actually, I would, I, I, we call it in the uh, academy, it's seminal, right? Like this book is maybe not the most recent piece of literature, but it's also like one that stands the test of time. And that is how to make friends and influence people. So we'll make sure that there's a link to that in the show notes. Um, and then always we, it would be remiss of us not to mention, like if you're really struggling with social connection and feeling isolated and lonely, reach out to your healthcare provider and reach out to a therapist who can help you to, to get back on track with connecting with people. Love those, both of them. All right, Sarah, should we throw in some takeaway points? Yes, let's throw in some takeaways. For me, I'm going to go with social connection is really important for your psychological and physical health and well-being. Thank you. Um, and that that is true no matter what your personality type is and that there are so many different strategies to explore um, but one of the best ways to figure out your best strategy for social connection is to know yourself well and spend time reflecting on what would be the most advantageous for me with respect to social connection. What about you, Jen? I would say to foster those relationships that really help you be your best self and that help you engage in healthy behaviors. I'll give myself a ding. Yeah. <laughs> and then lastly, I would say I loved your point about 
multitasking and trying to connect more than one pillar at a time, particularly through social support. So the examples you mentioned were great and that would be my last takeaway. Wonderful. All right, so please give us a call at 928-793-1353 and check out our show notes. And thanks as always for letting us join you on your healthy journey. Join us for our last episode of the Pillar series on substance use. And this has been your Fruitful 15, where you can change your life in just 15 minutes a day. Our music is by Reason for Worry, and our artwork is by Emily Lewis. And just a little bit of social connection for you here. Both of those two people are very near and dear to my heart, as Reason for Worry is actually my brother, and Emily Lewis is his wife, and they're both very talented artists. Love that. That was the perfect ending to this show, Sarah. We'll see everyone next time. Bye.